Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, Joey McGuire evaluates his quarterbacks. The Chuffle Shuffle is engaged along the offensive line, and we may be breaking a tie within Locked On Texas Tech, going head up with the spread. Who emerged above water or below water? Chris or myself, you'll find out up ahead on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech. Your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through Lubbock. Thanks for making Locked On Texas Tech a part of your day every day. Because it is your team every day on the Locked On Podcast Network with the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan, and thanks to our friends at Simply Safe for sponsoring today's episode with Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe. 24-7 monitoring agents capture evidence to accurately verify a threat for faster police response. There's no safe like Simply Safe, so visit simplysafe.com slash locked on college to learn more. Uh, Chris, that time of the week where we get to ponder, along with Joey McGuire, some of what we saw over the weekend last time around. Of course, the Red Raiders fall in Manhattan, Kansas against the K-State Wildcats. Uh, We hear from head coach Joey McGuire, and we'll get to some of his thoughts here on today's episode. And of course, he was hitting on some of the things that I think are going to be most popular among some of those topics, conversations there that we've already touched on. And I know that tech fans continue to touch on. Tech looks to bounce back on the road against Oklahoma State. I didn't know if it was possible personnel-wise, but I know that I was wishing maybe some of this was going up front, going on up front with the offensive line. So let's get right into an offensive line shuffle. Here's Coach McGuire starting with the left side, Caleb Rogers in the left tackle position. We bumped uh, Ty Buchanan over to left tackle to back him up, um, and we'll kind of see how those two – you know, go. It's going to be a little bit strange for Ty. He's never played left tackle, but he's, you know, he's really athletic. And, um, you know, he was a guy that we thought we'd push Monroe uh, for playing time. And Rose, you know, played um, better um, and practiced better. So he's a guy that's been starting. But we're moving him over to kind of, you know, see how he looks, um, you know, and, and some of it, uh, you know, is making sure that, you know, 91 is going to play in the NFL. You know, and um, we gotta, we've got to do a good job. Whether it's we're sliding to him, you turn around this week, man. They got, they got five or six guys that can flat out rush the passer. I mean, it doesn't get any easier. <laughs> Break it down, yeah, Chris. Well, I don't know. This is just—it's it's like the NC State series. You, you end up playing—you you schedule that thing back in 2016. You end up playing them in what, what is probably their best team and. I don't know, 20 something years. But what what is it about you having a really young and meshed together offensive line, which everybody knew was going to be an issue? And and you're going against some of the best D lines that the Big 12 has had all throughout the league. And I don't know how long. I mean, try try this one on. Oklahoma State starts four redshirt seniors on the defensive line. I mean, grown men going against just much younger guys trying to figure it out, and well, it's just a, it, it just sucks. And uh, but that's that's the hand you're dealt. But it's yeah that you you hear him kind of so they're trying to figure out. And, and the scary thing is, Casey, is that coming into the year, 
Caleb Rogers and Weston Wright were probably two of the guys. Okay, we know what we're going to get, you know, from these guys. But Caleb, you know, he's he's been outmanned uh, in several of these games. And you know, while maybe he needs to get better, maybe it's not his fault. It's just who he is. Maybe he's the best you've got. I, I think it's it's interesting to note that they're going to move Ty Buchanan over there. They have moved over there, and he's never played left tackle before. And he's Terrific. kind of that, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. He's like, you know, and, and Ty's been, you know, kind of that, and, and he's, a, I think, a redshirt freshman. I think is right. Uh, so, again, more youth and inexperience, but you're, you're just trying to find some answers. And and it, it just this is this is going to be the way this group is uh, throughout the year. That's why. Mm. Probably didn't know it at the time, uh, how big of a deal it would be. Although I think you and I both knew it because when I'm I first kind of mentioned it, you you like called the timeout and were like, Whoa, what did what did you just say? But you know, Cole Spencer <laughs> not being there, you know, is 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 troubling, uh, just because he's out for the year and all those things. And that that was a pretty big loss when you look back on it. And and you know, Michael Shanahan. One of your other transfers has just not been kind of what you had hoped. Kate Briggs has not really been what you had hoped. So the, these are some of the examples of. But the flip side is Dennis Wilburn's been more than you would ever have hoped. But uh, Monroe Mills has been good, and Ty Buchanan may may get a shot at some point if if some of this keeps up. But it's going to be tough sledding uh, this weekend uh, up front for sure. Uh, Ty Buchanan, six six two ninety five, I believe, a former top one hundred Texas recruit. USC transfer, or am I thinking of a different guy? No, I believe I believe that's right. I think he's originally from Houston, and uh, you know, and again, it's not that he won't be good. It's just you know, and and Caleb Rogers is is not inexperienced, but um, he hadn't been around here for just too terribly long. But bottom line is, this is just what you've got, and it's it, it's uh, yeah. Well, Chris, what what's what are we after here? Are we after a backup left tackle? Are we after like seeing if anybody can play that position in general, whether it's a starter or otherwise? Or like, <laughs> yeah. what's the you're, pursuit here with this little shuffle? You're, you're after happiness, and you're after uh, a lot, lots of things. And I, I, I don't. It's too early in the day to go there, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> it's you're you're just trying to find. I mean, remember if we go back to uh, I guess August, even you know all that. I mean, Joey kept going on and on and he said I, I my my challenge to Hamby is to make sure we've got the best five guys out there hmm. I, I I'm assuming that you have had that uh maybe they it, you, you just kind of shuffle it up a little bit just to see kind of what else you get I, I don't know but I you don't you don't just miraculously find a stud left tackle in your group that didn't already uh, wouldn't already, you know, have emerged or anything like that. So I, I think you're just looking for competition. You're looking to try to push, you know, each other and maybe push Caleb and, and maybe Ty, you know, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that I think that Ty Buchanan is going to be your next starting left tackle, but then again, you know, I mean, right. I, I could see them trying that, you know, because what 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 else do you have to lose? It's just been a it's been a bit of a struggle. But part of it is just because you just you know, again, you're going against grown men. You're going against a bunch of guys that, I mean, you know, Baylor's front is phenomenal. Uh, I mean, West Virginia, that's the strength of their entire team is their group right. up front on the defensive line. I mean, they're they're not great everywhere else, but that that is a legit defensive line that Neil Brown has got. I mean, so it's just, 
you know, it just happens to be in a year where you're kind of uh, deficient there and you're younger and you're inexperienced and you're, you don't have any chemistry. I mean, all, all the above. So maybe it looks differently a month from now, but right now that's what you've got. Our pets heads are falling off. <laughs> I mean, you're just running down the list. They're good grief. Yeah. Nightmarish. Can I ask, and I know this may be a longer conversation than what the show is going to be here today. How did we get here from a personnel standpoint? Where did, did you have some washes, some misses, some injuries? Yes. yes. I think you again going down the list, maybe checking everything. <laughs> I think the tail end of, of Cliff's tenure, th- this is the group that got hit the hardest on just not not uh, hitting on a lot of you know, and again, you typically are gonna sign four to six offensive linemen every year or try to mm-hmm. there there's rare where you just sign a couple because you just feel really good about what you have but for them to for them to bring in five or six guys in the offseason I mean again we, we've mentioned this on this show a bunch they knew what the issue was they knew they tried to address it and you, you didn't get everybody you wanted but but you you, you went shopping and uh, and again, they they you, you've added some guys that the, the one good thing about Cole Spencer getting dinged up this year is that you know he'll be you know he's already told them he'll be able to play for you next year and he wants to do that. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I think that just kind of added to it. And I remember one of those last years. I think the 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 last off season that Matt Wills' staff they tried to find an upperclassman transfer to bring in because they, they wanted him to take over basically kind of be ready to go this year. And there just wasn't one that was worthy of, of being added And the one, one or two they looked at, they didn't get, so they didn't want to just take a guy and waste a spot. So yeah, it's just yeah. a combination of things. Part of this is why it's scary when you start changing coaches often, because these kind of things just Ooh. compound and all that, and you just start switching it up. But that that's, you know, I'd be willing to bet this thing will get better uh, eventually, uh, and it, but it's just going to take some time. Offensive line is just one of those positions, man. You need them in the weight room a lot. You need to grow them up. You need to – You need men. Yeah, you, you exactly Adults. right. <laughs> on, on, on the line of scrimmage, absolutely. Yeah. And you can't go find a Miles Cole all the time on defensive line. You can't go find <laughs> right. the Cole Spencers all the time. But uh, anyway, this is just kind of where we're at right now. Well, I, I know we're all rooting for Stephen Hamby. I, I like Stephen Hamby, a fan of Stephen Hamby. And I will, in Casey, real quick, like two things I forgot. I mean, Jack Anderson leaves early, and then don't mm-hmm. forget, uh, you had uh, oh, who uh, Dawson Deaton left early too. So that's also what you know, kind of adds to the equation as well. Which you would have had those guys for extra years, and they both declared and 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 left some college eligibility and headed for the NFL, which is their right, but. You ask how we get here. I wanted to make sure right. I, I forgot to didn't want to forget to mention that. I swear, there's like a nine foot guy from Wellington at one point too, and, and now he's, he's traveling with the circus or something. I don't and know. He and he 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 didn't care for football much. And so that's that's <laughs> you, that's you another that's you another kind of miss right there. But yeah, to your point, you can know, we? I actually took this idea uh, from a, a listener, a supporter uh, of Locked On Texas Tech, Chris. Died in the wool red raider. Do we go Linwood here if it's not any better, like the next first half at the Jones? Can you go out there at halftime, get on the PA, tell Curtis Parrish, I need the mic? Can anyone stand in the way? There's got to be a man somewhere with eligibility in the stands that could just stand in the way to a more consistent degree 
than what we've gotten so far. I mean, I'm really kind of taken aback by how inconsistent uh, that position has been or just consistently uh, poor because, as you just alluded to, we're not talking about an inexperienced guy in Caleb Rogers. I've mentioned it a couple of times already this week. Second most offensive snaps on the team last year, and I think over 20 starts now in his career. So uh, where you at, dude? There's still we're really kind of scrambling to try to shake something up, right? Just this little little shuffle here we're seeing this week. I don't say scrambling, but you're searching. Well, no, I mean you. You, you know, you, this is the point where you have who you have, and you can't go. You know, you, you just have to push each other and try to get better, and you have to scheme it up to where, you know, you 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 play call your way out of it, or you you shuffle mm-hmm. the deck a bit. I mean, there's really nothing else. You you know, I mean, because those four redshirt seniors are staring you in the face come Saturday at about two 35 and there's not a whole lot you can, you can do about that aspect of it. What's but the book can... say? Hey, what's that book say about that? <laughs> <laughs> See if that bad boy's got any answers. Because, yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. As coach McGuire alluded to, it gets no easier this week. And, and man, that wasn't, wasn't just coach speak. We will get to coming up dead ahead, the breakdown. And I mean, breakdown on everything. Uh, involving the guy or guys behind the offensive line. Uh, We'll talk evaluation of Donovan Smith. We'll talk Baron Morton opportunity uh, and practice during the week. And we'll talk the immediate future of Tyler Shuck, all via comments from head coach Joey McGuire. Coming up next on Locked on Texas Tech. But first, it's our friends at Simply Safe. And look, men lie, women lie, numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. Because why? Get this, it's real complicated. Your safety is the only thing that matters. While other people are tricking it up, Simply Safe is still focused on you. You're the priority. Cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. So customize today the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on college. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college and save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on college to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Thanks for joining us on Locked On at Texas Tech, your team every day on the Locked On Podcast Network. Do subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcasts. Our families appreciate it. Trying to keep them going hungry this winter. Uh, Chris has a child on a college campus for crying out loud, so subscribe <laughs> on YouTube, please. Uh, you know it's going to a good cause. Higher education uh, in Chris's case. And I just like to think I'm learning every day. So it's kind of higher education in my case too, for other reasons. <laughs> and I, I'm actually having to pay for it. I don't think my loans will be forgiven. That is true. <laughs> That's a great point. Uh, yeah. we, we just left a moment ago, an offensive line conversation, a little bit of a shuffle, and I don't want to make too much out of it. I don't know if we're going to see anything as far as uh, the majority of the snaps and who's getting them, but something to note as Coach McGuire noted that. And so we wanted to advance then beyond that to uh, the guys behind the offensive line. You didn't beat Texas this week, 
So we got to go back to questioning the quarterback position, I think. It was 4-1 to one in the turnover margin. As you'll hear here coming up from Coach McGuire, was not all at the feet of Donovan Smith, but when you have the day like you do and you come up short on the road against Kansas State, those questions kind of return. And so Coach McGuire began uh, the quarterback conversation with thoughts on an evaluation, basically, of Donovan Smith at this point in the year. Well, it's something that we we talk about constantly. Um, you know, I've been proud of Donovan. I mean, I think he's leading the Big 12 in passing. Um, you know, he he's given us a chance to – uh, to be uh, in a lot of games, um, he's a he's a big guy that will step up and make uh, some courageous throws. Um, you know, he's getting a lot of criticism. Um, you know, um, by a lot of different people. Uh, you know, and and the thing that I told the team yesterday is, let's go back and let's look at that, and who should have some of that criticism along with Donovan. You know, and it's going to start it's going to start with me. And uh, Kitley's going to be the first one to tell you it's going to start with him, with uh, protecting him with different play calls. But, you know, the first interception, he gets hit on the arm as he's throwing it. Um, he didn't hit himself, you know, and so the criticism lies with him uh, being clean in the pocket. Um, and that goes with play calls. That goes with uh, the offensive line, you know, all that. So I, I've been really proud of, of Donovan. I've been proud of his response. And Coach McGuire went on to to talk a little bit more about Donovan, but also to kind of factor in maybe the potential involvement of Baron Morton. Let's not forget there was a scenario a couple of weeks ago where it uh, apparently was was kind of a competition during the week, at least as far as rep allotment between Morton and Smith. And so Coach McGuire touched on the possibility of Baron Morton uh, and pivots back to Smith. See how the week goes as far as the how comfortable we are. Um, you know, it's uh, it's one of the deals of some of the stuff that you are, are dealing with. You know what you're dealing with, and some of the stuff is unknown. And are we ready to to kind of uh, search that unknown yet it, to make those changes? I'm trying to think of the right words to say on that. But you know, I think uh, I think Baron will come out and have a great week. And you know, um, I'm hoping that we have a good plan to play both of them. Um, you know, but I, I think the tough thing, you know, I, I talked to Donovan Saturday night, gave him a call, and, uh, you know, because he's down, man. That kid wants to win, and he's a, he's a great kid. He's got very high character. I told him, I said, there's no position that will get more praise unwarranted than the quarterback position and the head coach position, and there will be no position that gets more criticism unwarranted than the starting quarterback. You know, and that's just the nature of the beast that you chose to play quarterback, you know, and you're a really good one. And and uh, I think he's he's going to be a guy that plays on Sundays, you know, and and so you just got to learn it now and you got to find ways to get better. And we got to find ways to be better as a program um, to, to help him be better. And and then if Barron's in there, we got to do the same thing with Barron. First, Chris, I hear a coach having a player's back just first. First and foremost, what what else are you hearing? Yeah, I, I think I think what you hear is is we need everybody around him to be better too. Like this isn't all his fault, um, you know. And I don't know, Casey, if I don't know if 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 Donovan is or ever will be. And I think that's what makes really good quarterbacks is they elevate everybody around them. I don't think that Donovan is to that point yet. Also, think you're hearing Joey saying we're not. 
we're not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. We're, we're like, we're going to stick yeah. with what we've been doing, trying to grind and tweak and get better and, and, and stick with our process. We're not going to just, you know, just halt everything and totally knee jerk, I think is the term that he used. But, you know, because the cast around him is, 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 is pretty good. It's okay. But there's not, you know, just, you're not terrible anywhere, but you're also just not somebody around him that can really, um, bail you out and that's typically falls on the quarterback you need to make because what's fascinating is you look at his numbers leaves a big 12 in passing uh he's played one more game than spencer sanders has so that that goes without saying but he he 11 touchdown passes which leads the big 12 tied with spencer sanders and again he's got five more interceptions though than spencer sanders does but those those are the two but He's having to work really hard for that, and and it's yards per attempt. It's it's a grind. You you just there's yeah. nothing that there's nothing that's coming easy with this offense. And I think that Zach looks at it from a standpoint of is he really going through all of his reads and hitting what needs to be there? Because there's some things that he probably could be uh, attacking and that would be easy for him. And that's still a bit of a process, but. Um, I, I don't get the sense that they're ready to pull the plug on Donovan yet, uh, you know. And I think you 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 absolutely hear him uh, being defended there. Uh, yeah. So I don't, you know, what, anything else that stuck out to you that you heard from from Coach McGuire talking about this? I guess this position in general. Well, I just think he went. I, I think every player in the country and every player's family or support system in the country has to be happy to hear a coach. Uh, speaking about a player like that whenever he's yeah. taking some arrows because some of what Coach McGuire is, is saying there is based on all the realities you're describing. Like, well, hell, everybody's got to be better because we just lost a game. Um, you know, so it's not just on Donovan, and that's the truth. But uh, there are also moments um, where I, I think I can certainly identify a, a coach going out of his way uh, to defend a guy that's been fighting for him. And I think mm -hmm. Donovan Smith has, and so Coach McGuire is going to do that as well. And I think, I think most coaches – or all coaches in, in just about all situations should do that. You certainly are not going to uh, castigate a guy in public. You know, maybe you don't go out of your way to defend him. But uh, I like what I hear from Coach McGuire from that perspective there. And, you know, I, I guess I would also say that uh, that's a smart man that is able to, to nail what he said there and saying uh, the ones that get the most credit unduly are the quarterback and the head coach. And the ones who get the most fault unduly is the quarterback, and then he moves on. He doesn't include the head coach in that second mention, and I guarantee you there are coaches out there that would screw that up because they're probably thinking it in their heart. But that's a wise man not to say that or to phrase it that way. And nail it. I just appreciate the eloquence there in that moment from Joey McGuire. So it's what he didn't say that you Indeed. really took from that. Yeah, that's, well, there, uh, that's, some that's of, well said. Of all the above, I think. So, you know, you yeah. may not agree with what he's saying, and you may still be wishing, hey, I wish Morton was a guy getting a call this week. Um, well, you know, you I, know, I respect the stance or the approach, I guess. And, and you know, what's, what's interesting is, is that you, you go, you go play a ranked team at their place and, and, it, you know, and everybody is very frustrated and angry about it, about you not getting a win. <laughs> so I'm trying to, I mean, I'm trying to, and, and you it's did what be, Vegas said you were going to do basically. Yeah. And, and, and I think what, I, I think what's what's fascinating here is that the NC State game and the Kansas State games are you, you're you're just ever so close to where you're kind of being teased, 
that you could have won these games or you could have if a few things go right or wrong. But they also could have gone way sideways too. And we've seen the sideways part a lot. And and so, I don't know, do you walk before you can run kind of thing? Do you, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. And, and eventually you need to figure out a way to, to beat a good team on the road. But it's just it's just funny how last week, you know, it's, you know, there's a lot of, I don't hear any of those Donovan doubters now. And and now now you're back to, you know, tar and feathering. <laughs> and we love you for it. Ride yeah. that poster because we're strapped in with you. Absolutely. Yeah. But it, yeah, but that, 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 but that's, that's just the nature of the sport. Yeah. And, and I can't remember. He knows that re- description too, Chris. That was another part I liked. He just totally nails the description of this is the nature of the position. Yep. You know, this is the nature. So that's all oh, yeah. just good general uh, football perspective there for anybody listening. And I also can't remember a year and, and maybe it changes as we go along here, but I can't ever remember a year where there's just been this much parody, not just in the big 12, but really, in the country in general, um, you know, sitting there watching somebody like Georgia and Missouri just takes oh, it to them for about 55 minutes. It, it's just, it's a fun year, but it's going to be, I, I talked to somebody today. I'm like, man, it was one of those guys on the staff. And I'm like, man, it's fun for fans and people like me. Cause you don't know what you're getting on a Saturday, <laughs> but I, I bet it, it, it drives you guys crazy. Just the ups and downs and, and how even everything is because every little thing matters. And mm-hmm. if you take a few of those, because I mean, one interception he gets hit, okay. And so you know that that's maybe an offensive line issue. You know, we, we can debate whose fault it was. The other one maybe shouldn't have counted uh, because of uh, a, a whistle being blown. Did he hear that? Did he should he have thrown it anyway? I mean, that's all can be debated. <laughs> but yeah. it's just a few of those things here or there, and you just wonder. You know, Taj Brooks was a that was a legitimate fumble and. Uh, and all that. Anyway, it's just, uh, but this is this is where you're at. I mean, his yeah. numbers are good, but people just want to win. So yeah, and the QBR stinks. Uh, I have to mention that because we had a YouTube commenter asking why nobody was talking about the dead last QBR. Uh, mostly because I don't know what the hell QBR is. It doesn't mean anything <laughs> to me. I can see with my eyes four one yeah. turnover margin the things that stink. I'm not saying it's not worth in the final score. Something. Right in the final score. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's just why I'm not talking about it because I couldn't explain it to you. And I it's don't some need weird it. formula. You know, yeah, I don't need weird. it to tell me somebody stinks or not. Yeah, yeah. I to those who are into it, uh, kudos to you. I suppose. Uh, hope hope you're getting enough vitamin D. Check out the sunlight every once in a while. Um, <laughs> but I would also say right there on that subject, uh, Chris. Before we move on, and I'm so excited too because we're reviewing Locked On Texas Tech goes against the spread coming up next. Uh, but before Lovely. we move on, you're probably seeing like I am. And if you're scouring some things like this as a college football fan, Texas Tech is keeping some better statistical and analytical company among teams nationally now than they used to. And I mean, as recently as like the last two years, it's only translated into a three and two record right now. But if you look at some of these, um, you know, graphs of kind of an ebb and flow of defensive success or lack thereof or offensive success or lack thereof for a team and where that places them within the pie. If you're in Georgia's neighborhood, there's something you're doing that's okay. Now, football wins and losses are not all broken down, obviously, statistically. We play the game because there are things that you can't predict. There are things that may never happen again, but it happens that moment. So I, I'm not going to be beholden entirely to that altar of analytics and things like that. But it's out there if you're interested in those things. Texas Tech, I think 
is doing some things better as a football team, more soundly or maybe more consistently. But man, we're on that pendulum right now, which is wild swings because the things that maybe you're not doing so well are in that big play category, like turnover margin or getting your quarterback rocked. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I that that is we touched on it yesterday, and you just mentioned it again. That's part of why it's so frustrating because it's feast or famine. Part mm-hmm. of that means you're eating at some points, and that gives you a bigger appetite. We want more. We want more. I mean, under Matt Wells, you go uh, to Kansas State, you lose it by 25. I'm not losing a minute of sleep because what else were you going to go do? But you show some resiliency and some capability and you're thinking, oh, I want a little more. I want a little more. Maybe we'll get it. We want this to be a team now that gets better as the season goes on like well-coached teams do. So only time will tell. Before we're out of here, we will tell you what happened with Locked on Texas Tech goes up against the spread. Did we break the tie? We'll discuss coming up next. But first, back to our friends at Jay's Salsa Company, and it is spreading across the nation, Chris. Uh, you're talking about last time around hearing from some folks, Tennessee. We heard from folks in the Carolinas. I know now Colorado Springs is on the map, and we love hearing from you. So keep letting us know where you are now uh, experiencing the Jay's Salsa life because the uh, the reviews are in, and they're raving, Chris. Hot. Mild, but bottom line, it's it's red and black jar, man. That's right. Get, get you some. JSalsaCompany.com. That's right. And I've been doing a little taste test. Uh, I saw. Household. I saw those granite countertops and those Jays, uh, you know, <laughs> jars of salsa sitting right there. That little fancy yeah. basket of chips from the picture that you texted me. And I'm like, oh, my man's getting after it. Well, part of it was green screen. That was green screen granite. It's actually just cardboard uh, in an alley. But Jay's Salsa made it feel like the Taj Mahal. Let me just tell Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, I love both, but I see, Chris, why when I went to a local grocery store, I took the last jar of hot off the shelf because I. some people are just are built that way. Maybe not everybody, but ooh, that hot. Woo. And it was the last jar on the shelf. So I hope they're getting stocked back up because I'm going to be back soon. Taste testing every day just to make sure that I still love it every day. The results are conclusive. I do. I love it every day. I am operating right now. My body's about 70% salsa. Had a big glass of water right before this. So maybe 30% water, 70% salsa, which I think is actually a, a fairly vibrant mix. But uh, yeah, I appreciate all of you we've heard from. All across the USA who have been getting down with our friends at Jay's Salsa. Red Raider family recipe in the making. 20 years. And uh, they're not making it complicated. Their only priority, fresh ingredients. They will ship anywhere in the U.S. at jsalsacompany.com or in over 90 stores in Texas and New Mexico. Most United Supermarkets, Albertson Supermarkets, Market Streets. And if you are blessed by God to be in the vicinity of Lubbock, Texas, USA, or you can catch a ride, you can find it at H-E-B, or as Chris mentioned, online, ship anywhere in the U.S. at jsalsacompany.com. And it especially goes good on a breakfast taco. I've been told this. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, just Do with uh, that information what you yeah, will. Absolutely. Okay. So actually, like putting it on something is an idea. Not taking it just straight out the jar like I... Yeah, right, with, with a spoon. Absolutely. <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay, I was wondering why I was getting some of those funny looks. <laughs> but no one will salsa shame me. I'm back to chugging jars of Jay's salsa after the show. And you can do it with me tomorrow if you've got a jar at your crib anywhere in the U.S. All right. Get down with it right now. Find yourself there with an order on your doorstep in no time at jsalsacompany.com. You got it. It's Locked On Texas Tech, your team every day on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Casey Cowan with the only Chris Level. If you're watching on YouTube, you see me there engaged in a mild vibe. That's just a 500 vibe because I only won as many as I lost this weekend as we dive into the results of Locked On Texas Tech goes against the spread. Uh, Chris, it was it really was adventurous for both of us. There were some sweated out moments like we anticipated, but... My three and three feels a lot better when I'm looking across at that character building one and five. You're going to be a better man, I think, next time around. Can somebody ship Trey Wolf to Ames? (laughs) I mean, what are we doing, fellas? I mean, Kansas, Kansas maybe in fact be a paper tiger. They should have gotten beat, but can't make a you can't make a field goal, man. And so that 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 cost me. And then I doubted Nick Saban. Shame Mm. on me. Yeah, I was surprised I mean, you went that way, dude. You well, it was a, a big man. It, I mean, it was a big number, and I just thought Arkansas coming off of an emotional loss versus A and M. I thought they'd kind of bounce back, and you know, here's what here's what screwed it up. They did a they did like a red out, okay, at Alabama, and you know, it's not really red; it's like crimson. What right, are Alabama's right. colors? Mm. I mean, it felt like a home game for Bama. Man, it's they like they're country. looking around like roll roll tide. They're like all oh, woo pig suey and all that business, but. Anyways, and Bryce Young goes out, and they still run away from him. I know. I was feeling a little bit nervous about my prediction of uh, not only a win, but but maybe cruising un, un, until the game progressed. And then it was and like, we, oh, yeah, Nick Saban. We both missed the other ones, though. Those were just the two that you got right. Yeah, yeah we, I, we, neither one of us saw TCU. Oklahoma must be just got awful. Now, don't try enjoy my and en, enjoy my company in these losses. I'm not done talking about these ones that I won and you lost yet. Let's not get okay. To, okay. <laughs> All right. I, was, I was trying uh, to move on. Like, I did try to roll with Kansas comfortably. I talked about some disrespect, so I wasn't quite all the way right on that one. But uh, yeah, Chris took the Cyclones minus three. I took the Jayhawks the other way. Chris took the Razorbacks plus 17 and a half. I took Alabama the other way. So we split that one. We were both correct with the Longhorns over West Virginia. Minus nine and a half was the number there for Texas. And then we were, yeah, we were belly up with NC State Clemson. Maybe as surprising to me, Chris, as what we saw in Fort Worth. I got to be honest, I really thought NC State, maybe not a winner, but was going to make it much more interesting in the late stages. But uh, really, who am I kidding, man? Fort Worth blew the doors off of everything, I guess, surprise wise, right? Yeah, you know, in NC State, they had some chances there, uh, but they're, they're just not. They're really good at, at, at some things, but they're not – if they get into some sort of track meet or some sort of – there's just not a ton of offense there. I mean, they throw it to, you know, the same receiver and then have the, those running backs and all that. Their defense is obviously really good, but uh, that was an unbelievable environment in Death Valley. But I, yeah. I just thought they would – I thought this was kind of their their time and it just, it just wasn't meant to be. So it's still Clemson's league. Shocker. Yep. No doubt about it. Uh, did we learn anything about Sonny Dykes, or is this just all about Oklahoma flopping? I 
I, I think you're learning that TCU is is going to be a handful, but I also, I mean, we're giving Kansas State and TCU a lot of credit here, okay, uh, for for hammering Oklahoma, but I mean, maybe it's an Oklahoma problem. I mean, it, it, I mean, because their defense looks just lost, and um, I mean, they, I think TCU. That's amazing, by the it way. It was to like six hundred plus. On, on the yardage, so many busted coverages, guys just running wide open. I mean, and credit to TCU and the, and the fighting Riley family because uh, old Garrett took up for Big Brother Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Don't don't be saying, don't be smirching uh, the, the mm. fighting folks, uh, the Rileys from Muleshoe, man. Because they, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the that. wrath of Muleshoe poured upon your head right <laughs> yeah. there, over and over again. Yes. And uh, it's, it's good to see that TCU was reprimanded and fined for them storming the field, so uh, they can join uh, the the Wait. that elite club. Now, I'm assuming that's sarcasm. Did that happen? Because I didn't actually see that. It, it did. Yes, okay. it did happen. The Big 12, is uh, they, they've gone the wrist slap. And I'm, I'm guessing Kansas is going to get the same. And uh, didn't uh, the Frogs top 300 yards rushing too, didn't they? Oh, I believe so. I, I think maybe in the second quarter. Yeah, like alone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But, but, I mean, Max, the, the point about TCU is that Max Duggan has just played phenomenal, and that's the part that scares you. And he's really doing it by throwing it because he's been really much, pretty much of a runner up until this point in his career. And that part, you know, Kendra Miller, their, their running back, has been really good. So, But I just – Oklahoma's a mess. And then you go look at Oklahoma's uh, injury situation – I mean, they're, they're, they could be missing somewhere between four to six starters this weekend, including quarterback Dylan Gabriel. And I can tell you for a fact, their backups. I mean, they, they've got uh, what, what's the Booty kid? Uh, I forgot his uh, like Spencer Booty or General uh, G- General Booty. There you go. Yeah, General. How can I forget that? Um, no, honey. No, honey. I'm <laughs> on the show. Well played. Touche. <laughs> Touche. She sees yeah. a salute and just. <laughs> so they they're. Uh, I mean that that could be a disaster this weekend again. But yeah, I mean the first time. Oklahoma and Texas will play this coming up weekend, and neither have been ranked since 1998. Good grief. Yeah. yeah that's why it's on ESPN Plus, I'm assuming. Probably. Well, no, it's going to be on ABC, but game what? day's not there. Yeah. Game day's not there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alabama AM this weekend as well. Is that right? Yeah. That- you have the big giant, you know, Jimbo and Nick and Saban, like, you know, Red River for- shootout and game day's where? And it's in Lawrence, Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. Boo freaking. Who? Yeah. Good right. grief! They're going to drag these television ratings down uh, in Dallas. Yeah, I just get get the hell out of here. Uh, how many times am I going to say that on the show? I think I've told each of them to get the hell out of here at least once on previous episodes. Here's one for both of you. Get the hell out! I uh, I'm, no, honey. Again, still just on the show. I'm sorry. Uh, this game has always just chapped my ass to be very frank, Chris, because you've got the two most well-funded programs, the, uh, Goliaths of the conference who miss out on what I guess is one of the most difficult road games in the conference to go meet up by the friggin' tilt-a-whirl and play at a fair. For what reason? I have no idea. But they they, li- they like seeing that. Times. They like seeing that giant. Uh, that giant uh, was it. Big Tex. This is ah. always driven me crazy. Howdy, man. folks. How about these two guys? Yeah. Oh, it's loud. Oh, it's whatever. Scared to make a trip to Austin. Scared to make a trip to Norman. I mean, this just, has just bothered me forever. Uh, so I hope it's just a dud of a ball game. I hope everyone gets cotton candies that are like six months old. They're off the old truck. And they didn't remember that none of the candied apples either had worms in them. 
this is what I wish for you on your way to the SEC. <laughs> Was that too harsh to wrap up no, the show? No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to watch that game and wish the ball would just go flat at midfield oh and everybody went home with a tie. But um, They should have to ride the tilt-a-whirl before the game. Halftime, I mean, between quarters, some, whatever. Somebody's getting their third loss in early October. And oh, these were kind of rumored to be – Playoff teams, Big 12 title contenders, and all these different things. But somebody's getting that third L, man. And and if you're OU, you're going to go to 0-3 in the league. I mean, do, do, do me a Big 12 power ranking and try to argue that Oklahoma doesn't deserve to be last. I mean, I dare you. I will not do that, although I don't want to give away the entirety <laughs> of my Big 12 power rankings. We okay, probably won't right. do that. Uh, that's we'll coming up that. later on yeah. in the week. And uh, we'll ask you later on today, after making Locked On Texas Tech your first listen, to make Locked On Big 12 your second listen with Josh Neighbors right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Enjoyed it as always, Chris. Thanks, my man. We'll see you on the other side. Keep hope alive, people. You got it. And subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcast for the only Chris level. I'm Casey Cowan. Thanks for joining us once again on Locked On Texas Tech.